0: Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome to Heart Empowered Women Radio with your host, Clarice Connolly. Welcome to another episode of Heart Empowered Women with your hostess, Clarice Connolly. I'm so excited for you to listen in on this podcast because it is going to be packed with some really great information. And as usual, when I create Heart Empowered Women podcast, it's really to get you to hear the opportunities and the possibilities out there from women who are empowered and living life from their heart. And we always bring topics that I believe could be more popular, more well spread around, more talked about and conversed on, and always, you know, with some taboo or maybe some, um, you know, deep introspective opportunities. And this episode, I'm most excited, is from, it's being recorded from New Zealand. And we're going to have Missy Garcia join us. She is a powerful sex and leadership coach for women who are desperate to escape from their dull and disconnected lives. She is a warm, authentic, funny, and deeply vulnerable individual offering sage advice about sexuality and leadership from a raw place that has developed through her own journey of self-transformation. Missy is passionate about empowering women with tools to come back into their true beauty of who they are and guide them to open their heart to completely loving all of themselves and totally embracing their badass queen within. She coaches women to access their inner power by healing from within and bringing back the juiciness into their life careers, and relationship. Welcome to Heart Empowered Women, Missy. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I am so excited too. This topic is so important and also mostly triggering. So I'm so excited that you're out in the world, literally the world, all the way from New Zealand, empowering women to have these conversations. Thanks for bringing that here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as you can tell, I'm not originally from New Zealand. So I am from the United States and I've just been living here for about five years now. So a little bit of a gypsy soul. (laughs)
0: Incredible. What part of the United States are you from? California. Oh, awesome. You know, I was living in San Diego when I moved, my moved, didn't move. I went to New Zealand for two weeks to celebrate my 30th. So I totally get why you would live in New Zealand. Oh yeah.
1: It's, it's an amazing place to be. I uh, oh. just was called here and had to make it happen.
0: Incredible. And did you find a local hunk and then just settle down? And- no, my husband's from San Diego.
1: and oh, so cool. We came here and two days in, it just felt like where we were meant to be with our family. So we found a place to live, went back home, sold everything and came back and haven't looked back since.
0: I love this. I love this. And I also like... Okay. So you've had some trauma, you do sexual Mm -hmm. empowerment stuff and you're married. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. let's dig in. I let's hear the journey. I would love to know like what got you to where you are. Like that, you know, sometimes I'm always like worried, you know, when you have all this trauma, you're like, will I ever get someone to marry me? And you know, life will ever be. So let's hear it. Like what's been your journey? Like, and how did you find, you know, find yourself where you're at working on this important material?
1: You know what's funny? I never realized how much trauma I carried in my body until I started the sexuality journey about two and a half years ago. Like, I didn't realize how much that all of the trauma my entire life, not just from sexual trauma, but emotional trauma and things, events that I experienced in my life, I was in therapy for like 12 years and nobody addressed trauma with me. And so, when I was in my marriage, luckily I found a man that is so supportive, so patient, and just always wanted to just be there for me. Like his main thing, because we both came from broken families, was that once he said this is who it's going to be, like he's fighting like tooth and nail for it to mm-hmm. always be that. I tried to push him away multiple times. We almost got divorced multiple times because I was like on the end of saying no more. -hmm. He kept on like, no, let's do this, let's do this. And I would have panic attacks when it came to being, you know, having sex. I would, you know, push him off. And like, he just, we, neither one of us realized Mm -hmm. how much my sexual trauma was impacting our sexual relationship. But then also, all the anger and the lockdown that I felt in my body from all the emotional trauma and the events didn't realize how much i was literally keeping him at arms like length away blocking him from really seeing me getting to know it know me and like feeling safe with him fully mm-hmm. and so that's why i think trauma where and just like going into trauma is so important for every aspect not just sexually but just every aspect of it And so he's been a true partner with me in my own healing process, which has been incredible. And I honor him for that because there really isn't a guidebook for partners who have a traumatic, you know, relationship, not the relationship. There was no guide for him to know how to show up for me Mm. in my trauma. And so we kind of had to figure it out with all the learnings that we were doing and then the things that we were diving into together. And it's been a beautiful journey for us to truly recreate our relationship to one that's super safe, deeply connected, so vulnerable and open and raw and authentic. And we just honor that so much that we're so blessed to be able to model that for our kids. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And what's the, like, how long have you been together? How long did you know each other?
1: Yeah, we've been together for 12 years. We've been married for 10 this year.
0: Wow. Happy anniversary. That's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah. I I know that that doesn't discredit you, but there's always, for me, this, like, someone who tells me about relationship stuff with a one-year relationship, I'm like, no, I can't, right? Like, and and there's something to be said when you've been married for 10 years and you can vouch for this because, you know, I think my longest relationship was four years and I'm like, wow, there was a lot of work that could have been done there. And 10, I'm like, oh my gosh, how are you even doing it? So what is, um, yeah, I know. So what is the like, secret sauce. Like, I know that there's no one size fits all for healing, but like, mm-hmm. what has been your experience of like, you know, if someone's out there listening, like I've been going to a therapist for 10 years and I have made no progress. Like, did you say yes to other modalities? Like, did you, you know, write your way through this? Did you go like, what have you experienced or what do you recommend in regard to people kind of moving their stored trauma?
1: Yeah. So talk therapy, which is the majority of therapy that you see out there. So cognitive behavioral therapy works on a very cortical thinking level brain. So you work on the mind, the brain, and like how you are, you know, processing things on a thinking level. So what has been discovered is that traumatic history is stored within the body. And so you actually have to do deeper body type work for you to start to integrate and heal those past events. And so the talk therapy can almost like only get you so far. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would switch the way I was thinking, you know, think positively, you know, don't think negatively, but I still sat there going, Oh my gosh, there's still so much. And I feel so broken inside. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started doing deeper work. And that's why I actually love sexuality work because pleasure is so healing. It's mm-hmm. healing. It's healing. It's alchemizing and it actually is your it's your life force energy. And so it is so powerful that it can actually help to jiggle out stuck energy, blocked energy. And so when you learn to work with pleasure, and it can be again sexual pleasure or just when you're feeling overwhelmed, like you can just turn and just start to rub your arms, rub your legs, rub your fingers through your hair. That's pleasurable. And that is going to activate a new, you know, part of your nervous system if you just start to bring pleasure into it. And so pleasure is very healing. But doing the deeper inner work is what is needed for, to heal, to integrate, and to break free of those past patterns. Also, if you are in a relationship, noticing that the majority of traumatic events happened in relationships whether that's past sexual relationships, even if it wasn't like, you know, intentional, right? Like it wasn't something that you were wanting to have happen. I was uh, date raped, so that's my sexual history. Um, But uh, relationships with your father, relationships with your mother, relationships with siblings, relationships with friends, all of those things can create emotional trauma. And so when you're in a relationship now, it can absolutely be a triggering point for any of those things that haven't been integrated and healed because you're in a relationship. And so looking at it, when you start to get upset, when you start to get uh, you know, really angry, when you start to just like feel locked down, realizing, hmm, what is this hitting within me and starting to go in to see what... I need to integrate and heal. What is this bringing up for me to go
0: into heal? I love that like point to being like introspective because it's so Mm -hmm. easy in a relationship to just be like annoyed with the person and blame the person and make it their fault and you're triggered because of them. And then just kind of this like also how do I ask myself like what is this bringing up for me? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I think that that's so, um, funny cause there's kind of this, like, um, every time I'm triggering in, inside of a relationship, I'm like, I can't make this stop. Like I can't control this. And yeah. it's totally always like a control trigger. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine, right. Like if you don't know, because you're challenging us or the way that you worded it is like to go deeper, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, if it's not, it's not just about control. So how from that place, right? Like if we're, and I'm kind of having this conversation in a like a, if you're listening and you're someone that like, oh, okay, knows I get triggered, got it. Knows I get triggered and then I ask myself and you're finding yourself like, oh, okay, I can't control this, right? Like my pearl of wisdom or this access point I love is really just kind of like, what's that one layer deeper? Like what's that question we can ask in that moment if you think it's just control or going and digesting this a little further. What does that look like to you, Missy?
1: Yeah. So I go into the body and start to, where do I feel it? Mm. So my husband used to trigger me like crazy. Oh my gosh. I used to get so angry with him. And like, I, at that point I wouldn't be able to actually express it. So I just bottle it up and then like, mm-hmm. want to like freak out. And it was like, why is that happening? And so now what I do is when I'm feeling that I go into like, where's that showing up in my body? oh, I feel this constriction in my chest that feels like a weight is on my chest that's like heavy and constricted and dark. And I start to actually breathe into that. So I go into a deeper sort of meditative process in a way. And I use my breath and I use my focus to go into it. And then that's when I start to ask those questions. Like, what is this? What does it mean? What, what am I experiencing this? What is it here to tell me? What does it need to heal? What does it need to say? And what's underneath that? And I just start to explore it. Cause that's just a part of us that needs to be integrated and healed. And our partner is so beautifully pointing it out for us. <laughs>
0: hmm. And what's the, like, if it doesn't feel safe to go there, like what are the things that you have experienced or used or like to practice um, as you're starting to like begin this exploration, right? Like if people are listening and they're like, yeah, that sounds great. But also this isn't safe. <laughs>
1: yeah. Support. Get some support. Absolutely. If, if, And start to do more meditations. So even just doing a body meditation, because we live in our minds so much, whenever Mm -hmm. I'm guiding people to come into their bodies to start to explore it in this sort of way, it doesn't feel safe because Mm -hmm. they've never been able to be so connected into their body. Most of us women, especially, and men too, disconnect from our bodies. And so feeling into these sensations, you're like, oh, that doesn't feel safe. And so you can just start doing just a body meditation. Just lay there for about five to 10 minutes and just scan your body and start to state out loud what you're experiencing. I feel tingling in my toes. I feel aching in my left hip. I feel constriction in my neck. I feel, you know, and just start to come back into your body in that way and that can help to create more of a oh it feels safe for me to go here but if you find that you hold a lot of trauma you find that you are being triggered more you find that you you know feel broken or feel trapped or feel like you're not free to be you i would absolutely seek some support with somebody that's trauma aware especially
0: I like that. I think that that's super important important and I was trying to think of, you know, if you're listening and you're not really sure what it means to be disconnected from your body. I was trying to think of like an example and I just did a big speech um this weekend around shame and healing shame and mm-hmm. uh you know, instead of being like here is the definition of shame, right? Like mm-hmm. I decided to really cultivate what are some felt experiences of shame and what are some ways in which I have expressed shame. And yes. I, I'm lucky enough to have all my journals from day one and pulled out a journal from like my 20s. And I want to like add a little more depth to this conversation because yeah. it could raise as a Catholic, right? You're you're led to believe that sinning is the worst thing that you could ever do. And like when you're a young teenager with maybe quote unquote daddy issues, right. And you're trying to fill that void. You have that like conflict of, man, do I feel this satisfaction or desire for deeper connection and love and intimacy? Or do I like follow God's rules and not have sex before marriage? So you're, you know, I'm thinking of myself in this example of like, wow, like my shame around sexuality came as early as that pivot point, like that point in which I was like, well, uh, I'm a deep believer, but also mm, like this boy wants to do these things. And after doing it so many times, I I even remember journaling that like, I would just black out. And so Mm -hmm. disconnected is kind of like, if you feel the shame or you feel this flood of emotion or you feel like this, um, what's that? The flight or flight, flight or fight mode. Yeah. And your body's like, it's not safe. Like you just like, you know, I guess disconnect is just really not feeling like the anxiety or the pressure or the fear or the whatever's happening in your body. And then you just go straight to your head of like, I'm gonna think my way out of this, or I'm gonna mm-hmm. strategize how to like, or maybe I did I do that homework? I did I shut down the right. You're like not really present to what's physically happening in front of you. You're just sitting there thinking about in my example, like God, God's watching, yeah. God probably yeah. is punishing me. I'm probably gonna live, you know a sinful, horrible life because I'm doing this wrong act. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is just traumatic in itself. Like, you know, because it's innate. None of us would be here if it wasn't for sex. And right. so it is an absolutely like innate process, something that's so natural for all of us to experience. And I think you brought up a really important topic with the daddy issues and us trying to you know not us, some women. I did it. I absolutely use sex as a way to feel this fill this inner void within me mm-hmm. of wanting to feel, Like I was loved and cared for and somebody was going to be there for me. Mm -hmm. And so I used it in that sort of way. And what I love to help women discover is how they can take their pleasure and their sexuality back for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like when I started to go into reclaiming my sexuality, I had a conversation with my husband and I was like, I don't know what this is going to look like, especially for our relationship at this point in time. I don't know. This is a new domain for me. Literally, I was walking into the unknown. But I do know that this is not for you, this is for me. And then I'm going to figure out how this works within our relationship. And we literally recreated our relationship with new way of me being. and now our sex life is incredible. And I didn't know that type of sex was ever possible. or even having that sexual relationship with somebody that you care so deeply about was ever something that you could create in this sort of way. But I had to reclaim it for me. I had to fill that void for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what sexuality does when you come back into the power of who you are, and reclaim this domain for yourself, you use it for your own power, for your own pleasure, for your own worthiness and and uh, deservingness. Because when you're sitting there in this most powerful domain, you're like, of course I'm worthy of anything I want in my life. Of course I deserve it. There's no more shame there. There's no more disconnect. You're just fully in the power of all of who you are.
0: I love that. And if you're listening and maybe you're, I always like to pretend like you're rolling your eyes, right? If you're rolling your eyes because you're like, I have so much trauma, this isn't going to be that easy. It's kind of like, yes, please get supported. Like, please get supported in multiple ways. I say that time and time again, you know, maybe it's a talk therapist and a coach, maybe it's talk therapist, sex coach, and there's also, you know, Reiki healing and like, you know, the mind, body, spirit, right? Um, But I also, it's like, how can you listen to the rest of this podcast from this like space of possibility, right? This may not be your next step. This may be your next step or maybe this is 10 steps down the road. But when you talk about these things and you can hear like, ooh, ooh, I would love this. Like, oh, that's possible. Like, listen from that lens. And like when you can hear this as a possibility, like that will pull you forward as kind of like, Oh yeah, I heard this on a podcast one time and I, I want to create that. So thanks for leading this way and having this. So get supported, work on moving some of that material. And I hear the call of like, then we can step into and also right both and like simultaneously step into our power. So mm-hmm. how, and what is that like? sexuality as power look like right because I am automatically I'm like oh yeah I can manipulate the shit out of someone with some sexual power but from an empowered place what does that look like
1: yeah oh gosh and that's again that's social conditioning right because Mm -hmm. our sexuality has been basically taken from us to be manipulative to Mm -hmm. use for advertising to use for sales. And so we're like, well, if I reclaim my sexuality, I guess I'm just going to be out there trying to screw everybody, or I'm going to be out there using it to manipulate, to get my way. But really when you're reclaiming it for yourself and you're like, this is my energy and I will choose who I share it with. Mm -hmm. You're using it to radiate from the inside out. You're using it to be magnetic towards the people that you actually want to be magnetic towards not just to anybody because you can turn it on and off however you decide you also it creates the strength when you're so deeply rooted in who you are there's this strength that comes from within you that people will be gravitated towards and anybody that is weaker in their energy like a perpetrator of those types of beings they're not you're not going to be a target for them Because they're like, oh, no, that's too strong of an energy, too strong of a personality, too strong of a person for me to try to, you know, attack in that sort of way. So for me, like, I didn't, safety was a big thing. I was like, if I reclaim my sexuality, I'm not going to be safe. I'm going to walk down the street and everybody's going to try to, like, jump on me, and it was like, uh, freaked me out. I found the opposite to be true. I find that people are gravitated towards me but absolutely like, unless you're very strong, secure, you know, in your masculine energy themselves, they don't even try to conversate with me because my, my presence is just too secure, too grounded in who I am. But also if you look into like your creativity, I mean, as women, we can create life. And so when we are using our Sexual energy, we can use that to create life, but we can also use it to create business. We can also use it for creative ideas, for creative expression. And so there's this power that comes from within that you can now use as your source versus just having to think about it all the time and be in your head. Like I come down into the roof, who I am, and I'm like, does this feel like something that I'm wanting to do? Is this a yes for me? Where, you know, get my creative juices flowing? What is coming through me? I feel way more connected into divine, into divinity, into spirituality because I'm fully connected into all of who I am as well. My intuition has gone completely off the charts since I started this journey too.
0: Um, that's so perfect. We just had a podcast episode on intuition. And I, I love this. And I I almost stepped over it earlier But I love this because it's so um, like, if you're listening, you know, like notice where you're going, right? Because we automatically think sexuality and then it becomes, you know, manipulative or we think pleasure and I'm like, oh, so we should masturbate more. And I love that you were like, no, pleasure can be literally just rubbing your arms. So it's like, oh, got it. Wow. Like how so automatic that it's got to be like pleasure equals sexual.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And sexuality equals, you know, how can we gain and one-up someone? Right. And you're attaching it or opening our broad, like broadening the horizon of like, what if it's attached to this whole bigger picture of like our intuition intuition and our driving like femininity?
1: Yes. Yeah. And our source of our voice, our source of vision, our source of you know, being able to lead with your heart that's filled with compassion and gratitude and vulnerability and being really comfortable in who you are and not apologizing for it. I think we apologize too much for thinking that we're too much, we're too this, or we're not enough of this, or we don't look like that or any of that. And when you're just so like...
0: (laughs) own all of you
1: because you reclaimed every single domain of who you are you're just like this is me and some people are going to love it and some people aren't and that's totally okay but I own who I am and there's so much power with that especially in leadership
0: absolutely and what's the ways like I hear that the you know there's this like not end goal but it's like okay so we really need to like we don't need to do anything, just so you know, except for eat and drink water. But yeah. if, uh, if we're... Sleep. Sleep's yeah, important, too. There it is. There it is. That one, too. If we're talking about, like, really, like, owning our our power in this way, like, through sexuality, you know, getting supported and practicing. So I hear there's kind of this, like, let's start the baby steps. And then also, like, whoa, let's bring this this all into our leadership as well. So what's kind of the like on ramp into um you know sexuality as like fueling our leadership?
1: Yes. So are you curious about like a certain practice that somebody can do or just the connection between the two?
0: Um both. Okay. Both. Hands. So Yep.
1: Yeah. So a good on ramp to kind of just dive into reclaiming your sexuality is to kind of be honest with where you're at with it like are you sitting here saying well my sexuality is for my partner's pleasure is for them to feel good for basically are you giving it away you know whenever they uh, want to have sex you are automatically saying yes because that's a role that you're filling like so being really honest with that and and saying, is this true to me? Does this feel right to me? And at what sort of shame do I have around that? You talked about masturbation earlier, and there's been so much shame around women masturbating. But for me, I, I changed the word and self-pleasure. Doing a self-pleasure practice is actually the deepest meditative practice that I do. And it's very powerful. And so even women that are probably listening right now, they're like, oh, hell no, am I going to go do that? I was kind of the same way, like, uh, I don't really want to have to dive into that, but that's what really allowed me to feel into my own energy and to reclaim my power in that way, was it being up to me, not up to me and a partner, and mm-hmm. so that was powerful, but you can start by even just rubbing your arms and your legs may be hard for some women because mm-hmm. they're touching their own body having a breast massage like doing a breast massage touching your body in a more like connected way when you're in the shower instead of just i'm just cleaning myself and get me out of here like actually honoring your body honoring the sensation of when you are rubbing the soap on your body honoring the sensation and the pleasure when you're washing your hair that's one of my favorite things you know getting my hair washed and <laughs> i love getting my scalp rubbed
0: oh, so, good. <laughs> so good so good So
1: Um, that's a, that's a good sort of gateway is those sort
0: of things. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think that that's super important. I know that it's like, um, I just don't want to lose anyone along the way in the conversation because I know that this is so important, important and rich and just really powerful. Um, and I love that those like little tangible steps of like, Hey, like, how can we start um, you know, just by like massaging ourselves in the shower or a big one. I really ugh, highly recommend is like putting lotion on your skin. Like mm-hmm. I bought a, lo- a rose smelling lotion and it's like rose evokes love and ro- love just makes me, ugh. And instead of just like whipping it on there, I just like really slow down and like, oh man. Okay. Got it. And notice how you feel, right? Cause I feel powerful just from there. Like, yeah. just like Oh, okay all right look at me two nice things for my skin um so and then you're and then the I love this like up level of like okay so how do we like after practicing and taking on really like looking at you know the ways that we can love ourselves more touch ourselves more like feel empowered um in our sexuality and then transfer that into our leadership
1: yeah, so I just want to add something because it was a really important fact that you just said. Slow down, mm-hmm. like slow down and actually feel into the sensation. We're so rushed all the time in our head and everything. I mean, you could slow down while you're eating, while you're drinking, and actually taste. And that's going to activate pleasure and bring you back more into your body, too. So I just wanted to add to that real quick before we transition that. Mm -hmm. That's a really valid and such an important thing that if you just slow down once a day and really dropped into the feelings that you experience from slowing down and taking your time, uh, that's powerful, too. Yeah. So the transition into leadership. Oftentimes with leadership, we are leading from our head. our heads going in circles round and round and round what we should be doing, what we're expected to do, how we should show up, what we have to accomplish, what we have to live into, you know, on and on and on. And and you'll notice that some bring it into their heart and start to, you know, give more compassion and vulnerability and try to be a little bit more authentic. But very rarely have you seen anybody that's promoting coming all the way down into your roots. Because that is your power source as as human beings, whether you're male or female, that's your life force energy. And so when you are activating that energy, you're actually using that energy for all parts. So your energy for your creativity, for you to be uh, attractive with money, for you to have confidence and uh, self-assurance and to really like Be rooted in who you are. And then we've talked about the heart and your voice and your expression and be able to really put your ideas out into the world and and then have your visionary capacity. So when you're connected all the way down into your root, which is like your sexual center, that's going to be the fuel for all parts of you to lead, not just from your head or from your head and a little bit of your heart. People are like, oh, follow your gut instinct. I'm like, take it a little bit lower and follow that instinct. (laughs) Like, does this feel like a yes from my full body? We often don't know what a full body yes feels like anymore because our boundaries have been trampled so often. So we just say yes to everything. And then we are depleted in energy. So knowing what a full body no feels like, knowing what a full body yes feels like, and honoring that. And so, when you're connected into your sexuality, you're fully connected into all of who you are because that's usually like we're cut off a lot of the times from the waist down a lot of people kind of live in that state
0: mm mm-hmm. i um oh man, I had two two directions I wanted to go without in in absolute different directions um Uh, What are some ways that you can practice that full body yes and that full body no? Like, What are some examples um, that you've experienced or that you've recommended or that you want to share?
1: Yeah, so when you are noticing that you're just saying yes because you're expected to say yes, slow down. (laughs) Slow down and breathe into your body and honor that honor like what is coming up from the inside does this feel like that yes or feel like a no for women a big place where we've lost this boundary of knowing what a yes and what a no feels like is through penetration Mm -hmm. often we are penetrated too soon the majority of the time we're penetrated too soon um our body hasn't been a full yes Oftentimes it's been a yes in her head. I remember I used to live in a yes in my head, just, okay, let's just get it over with. It's only going to last this this amount of time, you know, that sort of story. And so coming back and reclaiming that boundary that nothing's penetrated unless it is like a screaming yes. Hmm. And if you're in a partnership, making that boundary known with your partner as well. That adds a lot more fun to the dynamic too, because there's usually a lot more foreplay involved. Women generally take about 30 to 45 minutes to be more on that like yes state. Mm. And that's something that often is overlooked. So that's a great place to reclaim it. You will, if you start to realize what it feels like for a full yes in that domain, it will go in all domains you will know, Oh, it's a no. Oh, it's a no. Oh yes. That's a yes. You'll start to feel it. It will do a natural shift on the inside.
0: Mm, I love that. Thanks for, um, inviting that kind of inquiry. And I'm almost like, um, you know, if you're willing to take that on, maybe like having the initial conversation with your partner before having sex, cause then it might be Oh, yeah. Midway through. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's a good conversation to have. (laughs) Or, you know, after for like, hey, next time, I would like to try this. This is a fun practice, right? And I think it's also like, I love what you said in the beginning. Like, hey, this is for me, actually. This is for you, right? So it's kind of like, hey, just curious. Has nothing to do with you. But also, I'd like to know, like, what that actually feels like so I can know. Um, Ah, so good.
1: My partner now even asked me. Like, you know, can I put my finger there? Can I, you know, you do this, you know, it does this sometimes he'll know just energetically that it's a full yes, but oftentimes he waits for that permission now because we've created that boundary. Mm -hmm. And it is it has changed our sex life. Mm -hmm. I feel I have my power back too, and we're not rushed to an end result. I'm not rushed for his end result either.
0: Oh man, that is um. that's a whole topic I could spend another hour on. I I really (laughs) like, you know, coming from a person who's been sexually assaulted by a male, you know, there's, and you know, I think that I viewed sex as like, um, like I'm having a funky day. Like I could just use a little pick me up, right. Like a quick release. I'm like, I'm done. You're done. Great. Moving on. And Mm -hmm. in sex head, I mean, I, I, up until very recently been just like a quick, like quick thing for me. I didn't have time for that. I'm a workaholic. Like I have work I need to do. When is there space for this right before bed, but don't wake me up to try to do this. And like many people take that personal and find it offensive. And you, I couldn't put words to that. Right. Like I have no idea how to explain where that came from until you started to do your personal work. Right. So I noticed that it's funny that in my body I'm like, you say have a conversation, I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. learning how to have a conversation in bed while naked, like impossible. I'm the mute. All right. you know, and I like I'm like, okay, what's the gradient? Like, what's the way in which you could be like practice talking in bed of like, hey, maybe a little over to the left, right? Like, or, you know, um, I used to get triggered a ton and I had no idea that I would get triggered while having sex and then I would, um, I had someone notice and was like, where are you right now? And I'm like, ha, right here. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I wanna like paint the picture because we keep saying safety and creating safety. It's like, if you can practice having dialogues with your partner outside of the bedroom and having those intimate conversations, then it feels safe to have those deep, intimate conversations. And then when there's a little more of a high trigger, like, you know, whatever in the bedroom. I don't, I can't think of the word right now. You know, you may be well practice having that conversation yeah. outside of the bedroom so that you feel safer to have those kind of deeper, maybe a little confrontational conversations. So create safety in the way that it looks like for you. Um, and I like, and when I say this, this is like, okay, now I kind of get it. I'm like, cause if you can be like, Hey, actually a little over the left, buddy, like how empowering mm-hmm. is that? And yeah. now I'm like, oh, there's a connection to the leadership. Got it. Yeah. So it's like, if you can, you know, start having conversations in a vulnerable, intimate way outside the bedroom, then you're having them in the bedroom, and then it's like, okay, cool. Let's have the non-sexual ones out in the, the you know, business place.
1: Yeah, like, absolutely.
0: Cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, I cl- talking about
1: our clitoris and our 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 voice is actually connected, and if even if you look at If you've ever seen the vocal cords through when they do a scope,
0: um, it
1: it looks exactly like almost exactly like
0: a vagina. I love that. I'm going to start telling everyone I talk out of my vagina all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so again, that's the connection. If you're so deeply rooted into your sexuality, then the power comes from there to be expressed out into the world. And I loved what you said about having vulnerable conversations outside of the bedroom. I think that's so important that Mm -hmm. we both like in a relationship, you just want to be heard. You want to be seen, you want to be accepted. You want to be loved and you want to know through whatever comes up that you're still going to belong with that person. If it's, you know, if it's what you both are desiring. And so unless you start to have those deeper conversations and unless you start to realize when your partner's being triggered has nothing to do with you and you don't take it on personally and learn how to just be with it mm-hmm. then everything starts to open up and everything starts to expand and it just becomes super powerful in your dynamic in your relationship like for us i feel unshakable no matter what comes up we can talk about anything
0: mm-hmm.
1: And nothing's going to shake us. And that is so powerful.
0: I really love that visual because I think of like, okay, if you're saying that your vagina is your root area, so I think of root as in trees, right? Mm-hmm. Trees are pretty deeply rooted. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so if we start coming from our vagina, which is a very rooted feeling and trees are very rooted, there's kind of this, like you become unwavering, right? Or if the wind does blow, like you're pretty rooted and like, you know what? I chose just talk from my vagina today and like nobody can take that away from you right that that's yours that's your truth your voice like that's your rooted and strong belief and like I love that that's kind of you know this symbolism of like whoa if we all came from a very rooted place like what would our boundaries look like how would they look different
1: oh yeah oh yeah absolutely I'm over here like huge smile on my face
0: with (laughs) just like
1: yes 100% yes so rooted in who you are no matter what happens out in the world you're like i got this i'm good here i can mm-hmm. tap into the power of who i am i love myself no matter what i belong with me no matter what i know i'm worthy i know i'm deserving i like all good and you can still feel the things that are going to happen i mean i've had some things that have been you know hurtful and I'll grieve the hell through it and then I'm like all good I'm good and then it doesn't prevent you from continuing to step up into the world to be seen to put your gifts out there to really like own who you are and shine
0: Mm, I love that because in order to own who you are like when you start to own it right you almost like demand that respect and demand that um, people treat you in that way. And, and that's what I hear like a lot of what a leader is, right? Like, it's someone who steps up to the plate and like demands of, and not in like a like authoritarian way. I don't mean it in that, but it almost like demands the presence of others, you know? If you're so mm-hmm. confident, you know, and you're being and you're rooted and you just have your like voice being heard, like people mm-hmm. will follow that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I mean, I just want to say, three years ago, even coming on to have this conversation would have sent me into probably a healing crisis that would have left me in bed (laughs) for a week or two. It
0: -hmm. would have been really
1: hard. Being seen has been the hardest thing for me to heal and integrate. Mm. And so it just shows like you can continue to move that needle Uh, you but it just takes continuing to do that inner work to heal and
0: integrate but yeah I love that I think that that's so beautiful and I want like there's so much to this I feel like I could have a part two and part three and part four (laughs) and um I just oh my gosh amazing um so it's so, so I'm sitting in here and I'm noticing, I'm like, man, I know we keep trying to talk about leadership, but I'm like, yeah, but yeah, but, 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 and then I'm like, wow, I really honestly, um, I'm like challenging myself in this conversation. Cause I'm like, I think that I'm a very, uh, like heart forward leader and mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I dial into miss vagina down there. And I'm like, Hey, Hey sister, are you on, on board? So how do we really like, take the heart forward leaders. And also like, you know, check in with our vagina and, um, and, and, and just like really impact our leadership in that way. So I'm kind of in that inquiry and I would love to know what your thoughts are. Have you met people here? Um, and where do we go?
1: Yeah. Uh, perfect thing that you can do and you can do this even right now is just to start to breathe all the way down into your root. Yes, I know. Physiologically, your breath's not going to go down there, but energetically it will. Mm-hmm. And so try it with a relaxed jaw because just, you know, your jaw's connected. So your, your throat, your, your neck, your jaw, it's all connected all the way down to your pelvic floor. So if you open up your mouth and relax your jaw, and just take a nice deep inhale all the way down, energetically down into your root and then bring it back up and back down and just continue to do that. You might start to feel something and you might not, there's no right, there's no wrong, but you might start to feel like, Oh, there's a little, bit, yeah. Oh, she's alive. She's there. Oh, look at that. (laughs) There's maybe some tingling, maybe some like, Oh, she's waking up and you can just do that. Like that is a simple first step that every single woman can do. And then you can transition that same exact thing into the bedroom and it will enhance your orgasms as well. Breathing all the way down into your pleasure and allowing that pleasure to expand through you on the exhale. Breathe Mm. down into the pleasure, allow the pleasure to expand. And that can enhance to have more full body orgasms too.
0: I love that. That's so good. So good. Um, Well, you're just getting so much listener. There's like so much end of the spectrum. We're like being ping-ponging all over this place. So many juicy things to try on, to listen for. And look, like your story may not be mine. I am very open about it. Totally. Like, how can you hear yourself where you're at, right? Like maybe your early onset trauma, you know, involved another person. Maybe it was it's just religion. Um, you know, maybe you um have never had a long term partnership or you've never felt safe to talk inside of it, so or maybe you have had a five year relationship and you're ready for that next level, right? So, I want to like, there's a whole, whole range of where you can be inside of this, and also listen to the things that are being you know evoked inside of you when we're having these conversations and get curious about those.
1: Yes, I love how you keep on bringing curiosity and possibility because. Nothing changes unless
0: you put your curiosity hat and decide to go into that. Oh my gosh, 100%. And I think that that's a lot of, and again, this isn't my story, not your story, right? Like maybe, you know, um, maybe because of my trauma, like I've actually no, no longer continued to sleep with men. And since having chosen powerfully... from an empowered place like I have been sleeping with them in the last four years five years and I've never felt so empowered in and from my vagina like I've never understood explored or felt so safe in that piece and so it's it's really you know what is so for you? Like, what does it take? You know, does it take taking, having more conversations? Does it take, you know, trying out self-pleasuring? And does it take, you know, breathing into and visualizing more of a spiritual um, practice and embodiment in this way. Um, a lot of it for me was digestive issues. I'm like, look, can't get down to my vagina. My gut is a train wreck, you know? So I kind of was like, okay, well pause on the stomach. We'll just go straight to the vagina. Like we're just gonna, you know, my vagina or my stomach is still, uh, you know, work in progress, but you can, it isn't like a, what I want to emphasize this, right? It isn't like you must know your vagina first before you can be a leader. It's like, you may already be a leader, but also like, how can you up level your leadership? And I love 100%. that you're painting that. I love that you're painting that picture. And I want to yeah. be the example of like, I can lead for my heart all day. I'm yeah. still disempowered around men. I'm still disempowered around my sexuality with men, but I've empowered the hell out of being, you know, with women and my sexuality, despite not having completely cracked the whole, you know, trauma code. And, like, that's what I really want to, like, anchor in. Like, you can start to be, you know, a badass sexual healing goddess that is also killing it in leadership.
1: Totally. Absolutely. I mean, I was, I've been in leadership for eight years, and I've only been doing this work for three and I started to reclaim different domains because that's what leadership is, right? Like going into new domains and reclaiming new domains. And it was like, yep, got the mindset thing. Yep, okay, I'm more compassionate, more open hearted. All right, following my gut, feeling a bit more confident. Yeah, no, not going below the waist. <laughs> and it wasn't until somebody else shared their sexual trauma story with me that I realized. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's the new domain that I need to go into. And that was kind of like the, almost the last sort of step to reclaim who I was. And that's where the freedom was. But I, you know, built a multi six figure, you know, income as a leader working without that domain. So it's absolutely possible. It's just like you said, an up level. Like what's a new place to go into, the new like expansion, going to a new edge for myself Mm -hmm. and what possibility lives on the other side of that.
0: I love that too, because what I hear is kind of this twofold. It's like, um, uh, I think of the quote, I don't even know where it's from. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So Mm -hmm. if you're finding that your, you know, love life is stale or stagnant or Mm -hmm. non-existent or, you know, is your leadership stale and stagnant or non-existent? Yeah. Yeah. And like I love um kind of the visual of like plateaus or levels, right? Like if you've worked it on on and perfected your trade, you know, and that's gotten you so far. Right. And maybe you're now just the assistant, you know, floor manager, but you want to get to the assistant store manager, right? Like, what else can you tap into and what else can you source? So mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So you mentioned that you've really taken the last three years to really spice up your life. Um, that came out, that happened. What is the, um, what is the way in which like others can take that on, right? Like you have a leadership program, like, tell us a little bit about that. Like if we are looking to get supported in up-leveling our leadership in this way, like what?
1: Yeah. So, Um, I work with women one-on-one, and with the one-on-one, it's very individualized, bringing trauma-aware and trauma-informed care into whatever is needing to be moved through, wherever they're wanting to go. So uh, I work in that one-on-one. I also have a program called Sexify Your Leadership. And that's like a week by week reclaiming a new part, like being the leader of your voice, being the leader of your heart, being the leader of your creativity and starting to reclaim those different domains by connecting into your sexuality for that as your source. So there's a lot of self, self-pleasure self practices in that. So it's a very deep dive into reclaiming that for yourself and uh, making that your new, you know, uh, sort of domain, a new edge, just a new edge for a lot of women. Uh, I always invite people to always seek the support. So what is it that they are wanting more of and to go there, continue to, you know, push your edge, continue to move into some, some new domain for yourself, for you to up level that's leadership in itself, whether you're leading other people or not, you're always leading yourself. And if you continue to grow and expand and go towards, you know, new edges, you are up leveling your own leadership.
0: Mm, I love that so much. And I really, I probably say it in every episode and I'm sorry if this sounds broken, but I'm never going to stop saying it. I, you can't get enough support. Like I remember how broken and ashamed and awful and terrible and all these things. And then I got herpes, which then sent me an entire tailspin and like, you know, I made it mean a lot of things like, yep. See, I'm never having sex ever again. Um, But then I got a therapist and then I got a coach and then I went to a coach training program. And then I moved into a women's soul recovery program. And then I did Reiki and acupuncture and massage therapy and like uh, all these things. Right. Because I legitimately was like, I'm so broken. Like I'm so deeply wrong and broken. And while I had so many people believe that that was way too much, like I needed it to actually yeah. remember how great I was to remember who I was. And like, this is, this is the thing. Like if trauma is in your way of your leadership and in your way of what you want to create, like get supported around moving through it. Like yes. reach out, you know, have this conversation, listen to this podcast. Like that's support. Reaching out to Missy, you know, enrolling in the leadership program, like that support, having a therapist, that's support, right? Like you can't get enough and like, tr- like trust yourself, right? Follow the first next step. And this absolutely. resonates, like absolutely reach out. If somebody else you had a conversation with is popping in your head while we're screaming at you on the podcast, like please pause, reach out to them and then continue playing. <laughs> um, absolutely. I completely agree. So awesome. So how do people find you? What is the way, what is the way in which they can get involved to have more questions or concerns or conversations with you?
1: Um, best way is just going to my website. So missy missyagarcia.com and all my socials are there. Everything's there. So they can uh, get in contact with me. Amazing. Yeah.
0: And then and I have a question for you. Anything like me. Yeah. Wait, let me so, make sure I spell your name right. It's okay. Missy, M-I-S-S-Y. A yes. Garcia is G-A-R-C-I-A. Just in case. I'm not the best feller, so I always like to make sure that that's spelled out. And the link will be included. All right. Pop quiz. Pop quiz question Uh, for (laughs) me. So
1: question. Have you explored dearmoring before? Have I
0: explored what? Vaginal
1: dearmoring.
0: Where you're physically, uh, emotionally, spiritually thinking about letting uh, down the armor. That kind of stuff. Uh,
1: Well, yeah, but there is a actual physical um, response. So basically there, you know, we hold everything in our body and Mm -hmm. we do hold a lot of, you know, energy within our vagina from, you know, experiences from men, from, you know, any Mm -hmm. of these things. And so when you, my husband did this to me, he brought it to me actually in the very beginning of our journey and I was like, okay, let's try it. And it was just him pushing on different points inside of my vagina and me breathing into it and Uh releasing it. And so it probably looked like an exorcism from an outside looking in because there was so much there, but it was so, so freeing. And I was crying, I was screaming, I was all of it. And he was just holding space for me with it. But literally, like, I remember different points within my vagina and pressing and holding. And it felt like you I had like the biggest knot on my neck. And and that's what it felt like inside. And all of that was just stuck energy from all of these past events that I've experienced. And so I just surrendered into releasing that for me to Feel free inside, and for me to not feel numb or desensitized from it. So that's something that I would invite you to explore.
0: That is incredible. Listen, do I find a partner to do that, or is this somewhere? You can do it yourself too. Okay, I'm doing it for myself. Perfect. Um, I love that. Thanks so much. That's so fun. Um, listen, Missy's got it all. Missy Garcia, she has all these fun tips and tricks. Reach out. Um and get supported if you identify don't identify want to have questions you're kind of curious don't see how the connection is even though we've tried so hard to bridge that I totally get it there's a lot of stuff and noise and things and beliefs and stories and trauma that totally get in the way from us believing what's possible and this has only been one beautiful hour Missy works one-on-one with individuals and is such a delight thanks for making this like a fun and easy conversation
1: oh my pleasure it's been so much fun thank you so much for having me and like just being willing to have this conversation because for some it's not an easy one to have so I honor you and acknowledge you for Mm. putting your curiosity hat and exploring possibility for yourself and for your listeners
0: yeah absolutely and that's the only way we can grow you know it's we need to have these vulnerable weird conversations where we feel you know silly or uncomfortable just it's all about the stretch it's really you know um and I you know I don't I think that it's important to not just be hypothetical but also like hear other women and that's how we like break the shame and dismantle stigma and and really get a chance to hear like oh we are totally not alone
1: yes so important so we gotta band
0: together band together um it's been an absolutely delightful hour thanks so much for riffing with all the zing pals I threw at you um and really just like bringing so much wisdom and insight around this and empowering women all over the world to really tap into a beautiful place to spark their leadership and empower their sex it's ah so good and so important
1: thank you again so much for having me it's been a blast and an absolute pleasure
0: okay look oh my gosh we just had an hour of pleasure yes (laughs) listener you did too okay this um just yeah oh yes oh go out there Practice what pleasure means to you, redefine it, define it, non sexual with a partner, pleasure and pleasure with yourself, pleasure. Um, you know, meet yourself where you're at. I know the end goal may be to uh, be able to give yourself an orgasm or de armor yourself, but how can you, you know, start with baby steps and, um, you know, really keep an eye on the prize of what's possible? So thank you again for listening. Please check out Missy A. Garcia dot com you can find her on twitter missy a garcia instagram the missy a garcia and as well as facebook forward slash the missy a garcia until next episode thank you so much for listening please listen to what's possible and meet yourself with you're at and follow that intuition it's a beautiful thing
1: yes thank
0: you Thank mm-hmm.